Welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers. Located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 21 for Tuesday, December 7th, 2010. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. Can you be an avid traveler and adventurer while still working effectively with a team? The answer, according to today's interview guest, is yes. In this episode, I talk to Tony Amoyle. He's a software developer who works with a distributed team when he's not snowboarding in Montana or playing music. We spoke about some of the advantages of working remotely when you have an active lifestyle, but we also talked about some of the challenges inherent in working in a distributed team when the product that you're working on isn't as well-defined as it could be. Our conversation was a balanced look at the ups and downs of working in a dispersed team. And I hope you'll find it as informative as I did. This is Avdi Grimm with the Wide Teams podcast, and I'm talking today with Tony Amoyle. Tony, uh, tell us a little bit about, about yourself and uh, where you live and what you do. Um, Avdi, thanks for having me on, first of all. Um, so... I actually come from a uh, computer engineering background, and uh, as I was finishing up my degree, I decided to make a switch to uh, to web. And um, actually, one of the reasons was I realized the flexibility um, in working kind of wherever you want, working remotely uh, when doing web development. Um, so most of my experience has been at small, relatively small companies, anywhere from uh, from three to, to 50 people and um, four and, and a few of them, I actually, uh, one of them I worked completely remotely for, um, that was called Total Music and um, the company I'm with now, I work two days a week remotely and I'm also uh, part of a small startup called Better Human Race and we are all completely remote. I actually have only met the founder, or I guess we're all kind of founders, but uh, the business guy uh, uh, one time um, at DC Tech Cocktail when we when we launched. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I have quite a bit of experience working remotely in, in various styles, from from three person team, small small startup team to uh, to uh, fifty person company where, where the entire engineering team's uh, remote, but, but still quite small. Hmm. You mentioned gravitating to the flexibility of web work. Um, what, what do you draws you, what, what draws you to that flexibility? Is there like, is it just wanting to work from home um, or is it a certain kind of lifestyle or um, if you could talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so I'm actually a quite a passionate traveler. Um, hmm. and, uh, I've, I've done, I've done quite a bit of work, um, while traveling. So when I think of flexibility, I'm not so much thinking, um, 
I'm not so much thinking I, I love working from my my house. Um, I'm thinking I love working from wherever I want. If I want to go out to Montana for a month during snowboard season and uh, and work from there, I don't think uh, that should be a problem in web development. Um, have you I done wanna, that? I, I have done that. I did do that this uh, this this actually this past snowboarding season. Mm-hmm. I did that. I've also um, I've also worked from uh, from Australia before. Um, I've worked, I mean, tons of places, just kind of, kind of uh, one week trips or or long weekends, and um, yeah. So so really, it's it's that flexibility, and I'm also a musician, so um, being able to break up my day with um, with guitar practices is. Um, is very beneficial, I think, for for myself and and my work actually. Mm-hmm. And then there's also uh, the ability to cook um, cook my own food, which is healthier um, than than going out to a restaurant every day. And then mm-hmm. you know, of course, I could bring my own food every day, but I think everyone can agree that that is a uh, you know not always <laughs> the easiest thing to. Uh, to make make sure you do, and then there's also transportation, so it's it's a lot greener to work from home in right. general. So really, those are kind of the, the big things I see. Uh, sorry, I might have rambled on there for a little bit. No, no, that's <laughs> all. That's that's good. I mean, that's one of the things I like to explore is you know just getting to the why of you know why why do this in the first place, and everyone really has their own reasons. I mean, it it really runs the gamut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that one of the things that you're involved in is a startup. Now, there are people that would say, uh, never do never do a distributed startup. You know, you can only do a startup with everybody in, in one room together. Um, why a distributed startup? Well, the reason why, I guess, in our situation, um, is that was the only, that was the only option for us. Um, I think it depends on the people. I think for actually for a better human race, to be brutally honest, um, it hasn't worked out as well as other remote working situations has. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think remote working situations can work out. Um, it just it, it depends on the people. And uh, and I also think uh, it's, it's beneficial um, to have that that sort of. Uh, one weekend or, or one week every couple months kind of get together hackathon. Mm. Um, to, to, yeah, to, so I, th- I think a little in person time is definitely, is definitely good. But, um, yeah, um, the reason we, the reason we are, uh, remote is actually because we just live in different places and mm. that's the situation. Right. And are you a, a funded startup or are you just sort of doing it, um, on your own dime? Um, on our own dime, everything, every everyone is part time. So uh, you know, different people have different views of whether that's really a startup or not, and that's for a whole nother conversation. But uh, whatever you want to call it, that's yeah, that's what we're. Oh, doing. I think it absolutely is. I don't think there's anything that says that. My well, my personal opinion, anyway, is I don't think there's anything that says that to be a startup you have to have funding. Um, I mean, obviously, some of the as I, there's a thirty seven signals does a. Uh, I think it's 37 Signals does a series on their blog about um, companies that are that are profitable having started with like with no funding at all. Um, so, 
tell me a little bit about. Well, actually, um, before we get into that, uh, you, if if it if you if it doesn't, um, you know, I don't want you to get into trouble with anyone, but but if you could talk a little bit just broadly about, um, you said that that with the startup, the the remote situation hasn't worked as well. What have been the challenges there? Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, it's. Yeah, I can definitely talk about that. Um. I think. I think the uh, the main thing I've noticed is if you don't have a clear product vision, um, if you're iterating a lot, and um, and and the pro and the product's relatively unknown, you just know what the market is, and you have and you have your vision, but you know the product's relatively mm-hmm. unknown. Um, I think that makes it a lot more difficult. Um, so, so really, I think, I think that's the main reason because, and then, and then it kind of depends on, you know, it's that coupled with the people. So are the people just throwing out random ideas all the time and not, mm-hmm. you know, keeping things organized and, and knowing when you're working with someone on a product, you have to know when to say things and, and how to communicate those things. So if it's something that's relevant to what's being worked on now, it's the right time to say it. And the right, and the right way to communicate that would be, um, you know, in some sort of organized way that you can you can look back and have it in your, you know, your Basecamp or your Google Doc or or your Unfuddled or whatever you decide to use, and um, and I think there's been a lot of uh, so so I think because the product has been a little bit up in the air, um, there there's just been a lot of noise to to filter through and. Um, that, that makes it a bit more difficult. And we also haven't had our sort of one weekend or one week long hackathons every, I think, I think that, I think that that should be done every couple months if possible, or at least one, one weekend where everyone is really dedicated and online the entire time. I think you do need that, that regrouping time. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you say that that um, that it's it's easier to do remote work when when there's a more a, a clearer goal or clearer requirements? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, so if you would just go um, describe for me a little bit. Um, I know you've you've worked with various groups. I'm sure the the dynamic has been different with different groups. But just like some of the um, the ways the, the ways that you you collaborate remotely um, in the the teams that you work with now, um, you know how often you communicate, how you communicate, um, how closely you you work together, um, sort of a day in the life. Cool. Um, you cut off there for a second, but I think I got your question. Okay. Um, so uh, I'll start off with um, the consulting company I work for in, in D.C. that I work um, two days a week um, from home. Mm-hmm. So um, that I think that actually works really well because we reconvene on the days I'm in and we, um, we, have, we have a nice um, workflow where we all – Test, uh, you know, test the build, let's just say, and uh, and file bugs and and features on Basecamp, and then basically when I'm at home, I can just run through that stuff. And if if there's an occasional meeting, I can sit in on it. But I usually don't take critical meetings 
um, one of those days. Mm-hmm. So um, actually, when I'm working from home for this company, um, we don't communicate all that much. I usually have my to-do list, and I think that goes back to what I was saying before. Um, the tasks that need to be completed are, are, are clear, and mm-hmm. and it's not that one person has said, Tony, you do all these things. That's what you're going to do. It's that we, we've had the uh, right um, the right communication channel to collaboratively come up with those things um, and and that makes it very that makes it very easy to work from home um, of course that's not always um, that's not always possible um, for example I was working from uh, for the company total music um, I was working in San Francisco and that was completely remote they were we had some engineers in Chicago um, a few in DC and I decided to move out to San Francisco um, again just because I like traveling mm-hmm. living in places um, and that what we what we did and what worked really well is we had um, I'm sure everyone or the coders listening on your blog are familiar with like stand-up meetings yeah um, where you get together every morning and, and talk about what you did the day before and what you're going to do that day and um, I think that helped, and I think in that situation again we had we had product guys, right? So we had guys that spend all their time thinking about the product, and um, and and really you know nailing nailing that down. So so it was really you know it was really a to do list mm-hmm. <laughs> in that situation as as well. I mean there was definitely some collaboration, but not as much as working in you know a really small startup where again all you know is your market and your vision. Mm-hmm. And then you know you have some idea of a product. Um, you talked a little. You talked about daily stand-ups. One of the other, um, the other agile practices that that some um, some shops practice is pair programming. Have you done any remote pair programming? I have not. Okay. I just like to ask that different, uh, some groups, some remote, uh, you know, distributed groups are, some aren't. Um, have they found that, uh, have, have the ones that are doing it and have done it other ways before found that it's really been the way to go? Um, well, I mean, speaking for myself, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I do a fair amount of remote pair programming in my, with my own, um, software groups, um, and uh, and I've I've spoken to other people that have had a pretty good experience. I don't I don't think I've spoken to anyone that had a bad experience with it unless unless it was somebody that sort of tried it once, um, you know, and and really never you know and never really settled into the the rhythm of it. Um, but it certainly um, takes a little bit more setup than just uh, sitting down at somebody's desk. Um, you know, you have to have your your tool stack in place. Um, so, so I mean, would you say that that uh, the biggest challenges in remote work for you have have, have been uh, communication primarily, or, or have there been any other any other hangups, or has there been anything that you thought would be difficult and turned out to be easier? Um. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, I'd say communication would would definitely be the the biggest issue, which which really makes sense and again it's 
kind of like it. I, I think I think just for some for some teams um, or situations, um, you know, communication in a remote work situation is an issue, and and for some it isn't because uh, people just. <laughs> gel that way. I mean, I mean, again, like maybe it's because uh, the product is it's clearly outlined. Um, that could, from what I found, that has a lot to do with it. So, you mentioned different different teams, um, you know, doing remote work um, better or worse than others. What would you look for if you were if you were sort of evaluating um, uh, a new? a new team for a project? I mean, what would you look for in the people or what, what sort of teams would you look, look at joining? Um, that's a really good question. Um, one thing I would look for, which, you know, is kind of obvious, but, um, I would look for someone who can speak clearly. Hmm. Um, so I've been in situations where there's been remote work, with Indian developers and that situation uh, scares me a bit if I can't understand them over the phone right or over Skype um, another thing that that's nice is someone who's actually worked remotely before so usually at that point you're speaking with someone who's more a, a programmer who's more the entrepreneurial type I don't know if that's 100% true but I feel like that might there might be a high a high correlation between programmers that work remotely and programmers that are entrepreneurial, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not completely sure of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, someone someone who's actually done it before and and uh, has you know, successfully done it. What would your advice be to somebody who is starting out with remote work or a team that's? Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, doing distributed work for the first time. Yeah. Completely distributed. Um, or, or partially either one really. Yeah. I mean, I have to stay, uh, I have to stay true to this interview and say with a completely distributed project, I haven't necessarily been wildly successful. I mean, again, Mm -hmm. like some, some situations have worked out a lot better than others. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I mean, my advice, which again, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself an expert, would be have your have daily meetings. Like, make sure you have your uh, you, you have good time to catch up, um, and then sort of regroup and and and, and try and um, bring everything to some sort of to do list, right? Because if you have your things, if you can get together in in somewhat real time and agree on what needs to be done and everyone's happy with that and you have your list of things to do, then I think you're golden. I think you can do that from from anywhere. You can turn off your phone and your and Skype and not even talk to them for, for the entire day and then just and do it. You could be in completely different time zones. Um, I think when that process is problematic then then that's that's in my experience, that's when issues come up. So mm-hmm. that's my recommendation is kinda Make sure there's um, sort of regular communication, and 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 you're in a situation where um, tasks can be boiled down to a to-do list, and it's not a it's not a small startup where someone's coming to you and say saying, hey, I have this crazy idea, you know, I have this I have this crazy vision, um, 
and I know there's a big market for it, but I don't really have a product yet. I sort of know what I want, and here's you know a Google Doc that's one page long. Um, you know, if you're going to enter in a programming, a distributed programming situation like that, I think a lot of homework needs to be done on like really nailing down that product spec. Mm. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, um, before you go. Um, is there anything that uh, any are there any projects or uh, companies or anything that you'd like to uh, talk about? Tell the um, listeners about. <laughs> Good question. Um, well, I guess I guess uh, there's there's a couple. Um, one is actually my personal website, uh, toniamoyle.com, which um, sort of started out as like a portfolio and and morphed into a. Um, a a blog and portfolio. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think my, my blog is actually starting to get some pretty decent traffic. So I think people, uh, I think rails developers, um, are starting to, um, enjoy my, enjoy my posts, um, a bit more than they used to, as I learned how to write better. And, uh, <laughs> I also talk about flex and, uh, or I used to talk about flex and, uh, iPhones, uh, objective C stuff on there. Um, so there's that. Um, and I think also if you're into music, um, I run a music blog called Daily Song Fix. And the whole idea is it's um, agnostic, it's relatively genre agnostic, and it's really just uh, random songs. Sometimes, I mean, I try and focus on ones that I think are really good, and um, other, other writers for the blog think are really good. So um, I'd say those are, um, those are the, the, the two. Uh, sites I will talk about. And I just launched my first iPhone app called Jim Shuffle. So if you like working out and you have an iPhone, you might want to check that out. Very cool. Well, Tony, uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Rodney. Thanks for listening to the Wide Teams podcast. Please visit us on the web at wideteams.com to leave feedback and enjoy more articles, screencasts, and conversations about dispersed teams. The Wide Teams podcast is a service of ShipRise LLC and is released under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next time, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. Wild, 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 wild,